Hello, hello, and welcome to the We'll See Blogs podcast. I hate doing this announcer voice so much, but another episode, another time where I'm just kind of, I don't know, you gave me a microphone and I'm just having fun. This is a real person. We've never met prior, I promise. And don't worry, Ben's waving. No, I'm just using the audio action of it, so you're good. You can do middle fingers if you want to at this point. (laughs) But here I have my good old friend. This is where I'm screwed up. Branscum? How do I say your last name properly? You said it right. Brand Branscom. Yeah, you said it fine. Your name sounds like an insult towards the end if someone like the Branscom. Like that feels like you're disrespecting someone. I didn't want to say it wrong. Oh, no, you're fine. You're totally fine. It, yeah, I get that all the time. It's hilarious because my first name's even misspelled like fully. Wait, what's your first? Wait, how is it spelled wrong? So my first name, like my first, my full name is Benjamin, Benjamin Branscom. Okay. But my first name is spelled B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N-E. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, all right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to hold my idea, but I want to introduce everyone to Ben. Ben, I usually give the floor just to kind of give the spiel. Go on whatever you want to explain, whatever you want, feel what you uh, say, whatever you want uh, and just give people the scope. It's not an elevator pitch. This is for people who don't really give a shit and have the time. So if you want to make it an expansive decade, decade long, what am I talking about? Like an actual trilogy or some sort, knock yourself out. So everyone, Ben, Ben, everyone, words. <laughs> Hello. Uh, yes, I am Ben. Uh, I I do a lot. I do a lot of things and I run around and try and do things well. Uh, I currently work as a news photographer and TV, but I also do a lot of freelance writing for uh, some game review sites and some motorsports content sites. Uh, what else do I do? There's a lot more. Uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little heathen on Twitter. Uh, I just I'm kind of just a shit poster at this point. I kind of love it. You think you're a um, shit poster? I love yours. Literally looking at I didn't want to be weird. But when you posted the one about the Syrian the alarm, I was just like, all right, I'm going to talk to him in 2.5 seconds. Let me not like it. So that's not, <laughs> but now I can. Let me let me feed the algorithm. <laughs> you're, no, you're fine. No, literally. So like. For context, this is why I qualify myself as a shit poster. So I um on Valentine's Day, there's this like TikTok creator that I kind of follow that she, she lives like in the area of where I live, like not okay. directly, but like lives within the state. And I tweeted a shit posting like Valentine meme to her. And I was like, hey, like maybe let's go on a date. And then she never hit me up. So I was like, damn, okay. <laughs> um, so that's what I qualify as shit posting. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I'm just uh love games, love video editing. Uh I'm a huge technology nerd. Uh like my goal in life right now is to buy a black magic mini switcher because that's just how much of a video nerd that I am. So yeah, that's why I'm kind of a weird guy. This sounds, I know black magic cause that was a big thing in college, but mini switcher is where I feel a little, is it a recorder? No, it's an actual switching console, right? That yeah. makes sense. So like, that's one of the things that I want in my life right now. And I don't even, I don't even need it. And it's like a thousand dollars, but I just really want it. Oh, so. I'm looking at a whole different thing then. Cause I'm looking at, I'm like, Oh, this is only like 195. No, you're talking about a whole different bad boy. I'm assuming. Holy yeah, crap. Totally. I, I need to get an actual sound mixer just for this. Cause dude, I've, I mentioned it in the last episode that uh, I've started playing a little bit more on my PC to which I don't know if it's just my ears. I list, I was one of those kids where because uh, I grew up in New York and we were dumb and we used to buy these like JVC gummy headphones. They were different colors and we would just I remember going on the train just blasting my iPod because I was stupid and old and just blast the iPod so much. And now I think my hearing's just not where it needs to be, which oh, I'm trying yeah, to be. Same. I'm trying to be very sensitive, like even now. Like I'm going to be going to a concert in May to see Lizzo and I'm I'm super excited. It's just totally just my girlfriend's like doing, I, I didn't get into it. And then I heard a last album and I was like, I don't, I'm not, I know it's not bad bitch o'clock, but I want it to be. Um, oh, yeah, but- I was gonna say, 
<laughs> exactly same. I mean, I, I, I was the same. I like I I knew her stuff, but then I listened to her first album and I was like, okay, this shit slaps. Like we yeah. gotta get into it. You know what's so funny? One of my friends for the person that actually we were supposed to do this podcast together and it evolved. Um, he was talking about he just can't get into Lizzo. I said, You don't support black women. And he was like, What? And I'm like, No, no, I'm being a dick, but like he doesn't, he's just like nothing up uh kind of resonates with him i'm like that i don't know i don't know about resonating specifically but i do know like there's a good sort of vibe and amp that comes with it and i can't oh, yeah but i'm not the demographic i'm not the intended demographic i mean same like i'm a, I'm a straight white man at 25 years old like i know i'm not the demographic you're trying to reach but man i'll fucking listen to good as hell any day of the week and just be as happy as can be well i'm also concerned too solely because of the fact that like uh when I'm going to be going to the uh, actual concert, because we got floor tickets. This is the first time ever going Ooh. on the floor. I thought it was going to be a shit ton of money. We like, and keep in mind, I, I also mentioned this off the podcast, big wrestling nerd. So like anytime I've seen floor tickets, we're talking like high 800s to a thousand. And I'm like, that's not viable. I, I, I when I become Scrooge McDuck, maybe, but that's never going to happen. Um, but the floor tickets for two people came out to only like 300 bucks. And I was really? like, yeah. And I don't know if it's just because where I was in North Carolina, but like, because I'm in the like Durham, Raleigh, Chapel Hill area. Okay. Um, and right around there, uh, our local arena is the PNC arena. So I went for, um, I went there once and I went there for, what's it called? Oh my God. Apex Legends. I went to see Apex Legends when they do the, uh, I don't want to say finals or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But I went there and I'm 6'2". So... What ends up being a thing, he's looking at it like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is Did not know that. <laughs> it's it, That's why the, I don't know, it's it's the big old belly. That's what I try to tell myself. I'm like, maybe because I'm 6'2". That's what I used to tell myself when I was young. Anyway, ADHD brain, focus me. <laughs> but no, when going to the arena, uh, my legs were in like the seats. I mean, we we're sitting and my legs were hitting against the forward seats. I didn't have that experience prior. Like, it's tight. Like it feels mm -hmm. like picture an airplane where you have leg room, like a, a little bit. And then it just says no right against the knee. Um, so that's why I went for floor seats. And my main concern or main point of this whole thing was that I'm feeling a little intimidated because, again, not the intended demographic, Latino, male, cis, and there's going to be some ratchet shit. And I'm all for the ratchet shit. Like I love all that shit. But the problem is going to be is that on the floor i'm afraid for my hearing so i bought uh i guess the little things that they use for the ears not custom made but to block out sound and i feel like a 90 year old man i'm not ready it's okay my sister does that now like she's she's always had like not necessarily like ear problems but she's had issues with her ears right um like when we were when we were little she like had to get custom made molds when she would swim because oh. like water would get in her ears so like she's already had a little bit different ear stuff as well but and she goes to a lot of like she's a punk rock kid like oh almost, okay like i love you jennifer but you're a punk rock kid from the 2000s like, i love that i love that yeah, I, like i love it too but like i've never been to one of the any of the shows so, like right they're always banging super loud and stuff like that and she wears earplugs now and then like we'll go to like some like music that i'm into which is way more chill way more like not gonna be as loud and like uh -huh. the venues are super low-key and then she's like getting earplugs out i'm like jennifer like come on you, like, reel you it back. gotta be safe wait so what's, get it. what's your vibe of your music there's no judgment here okay okay you say this until i say it. so i it's interesting now that i've gotten older i well i'll listen to anything first off like okay. my spotify playlist is whatever but like my main go-to is always like americana bluegrass music okay. which is that's not there's no problem with that i love yeah. that i love the americana 
vibe that's there. Though I'm not, again, it's, I don't want to say I'm not the intended demographic, but I also know for a fact that some people have like a problem with like the good old anything that goes country and that falls under the umbrella. Some people have a little issue with it to which exactly. I mean, I just don't have enough exposure. But from what I've heard, I've enjoyed quite a bit. Yeah. And that's that's totally OK. Like I'm a big advocate for like the like the bands that actually write meaningful stuff. And right. I will gladly spread their message and uh, get their word out there because there's good stuff out there. But like I will also like for context uh, this morning, I was getting ready and I had like it goes from bluegrass music to like run the jewels and then Lizzo. <laughs> And then like early 2000s, like Blink-182 is on there. And like, it's just it's it's all over the spectrum of what I listen to, truly. So no shame. I I can only I'm only trying to picture the venues and how that works. This is again, I come from a different side, um, like New York, all hip hop loud in your face. But as I've gotten older, um, I've started to embrace just different genres in total. The only thing I haven't really fully gotten behind and I hate to say it, it's like the i want to say male country like just generic mudflap cars cat oh that's shit that's yeah. ass. that's big but, ass but my girlfriend loves people like marin morris and uh god i'm trying to think of the other names uh i know she likes casey musgraves and, and well, i Casey's honestly good but it's, it's sheep or opened my eyes to just kind of seeing or listening rather and thinking like yo the female artists kind of have it down pack as where the male and I don't want to disrespect because I love me, Chris Stapleton, but like everyone, I feel like I don't want to say Luke Bryan and all these other like, I don't know all of them. So it just seems very generic in a bubble. Yeah, and I guess some, no, they are. Well, I guess some people could say that for hip hop, right? Like if you look a lot of the, the newer stuff, I don't know what the fuck they're saying. Like, I think even for a while, there's a, a little Uzi song to uh, just want to rock whatever thing. And it's mm-hmm. like very much in your face, but it's not like he's not saying anything. And it came on during the Super Bowl and I was I don't know why I was like, I vibe with this so hard. I have no idea what's going on, though. I'm becoming that old man. And that's sad. It's OK. I'm I'm the same way now. Like I'll like I'll hear TikTok songs like being used in full like ads and stuff on TV. Right. And I'm like, I hate this. Like I just I'm, I'm turning and I hate it as well. So it, it's one of those things that I think is like a lot of capitalization. I don't know. Capitalization. I'm not referring to making the letter bigger. But like they're just capitalizing off of what's going on, and it's exactly. okay for some regard. But like I don't know, I think they did that for for the good old big game, and it did not do well for the commercials. I did not like most of their commercials. No, they weren't good this year. Like I, I only stayed till I was at a party for my manager. He was hosting, oh. and like I only stayed till like halftime. But like even then, like what we saw, I was just like, yeah, eh. like uh, the Breaking Bad one was cool, but that's just because I love Breaking Bad. Like, of course, eh, it's okay. I think I'm used to the weird stuff and we didn't get any weird stuff. Like I'm yeah. thinking of that Dorito ad with the baby and the monkey and all the other stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but like, yeah. I vibe with it. And now the late two thousands and early 2010s were a weird time for Super Bowl television, but it was, I think that's what made it memorable. I don't, yeah, honestly, I, I feel like a lot of the things here and especially like, it's so weird because I'm used to like, at least one of the Super Bowl ads being like, very generic either team focused or something about like i don't want to say pulling you up by your bootstraps but like just kind of something like inspiring that's the vibe that they go for and then expecting a car ad and i didn't get any of that and i was like kind of happy but it was also for like an alcohol brand and i'm like why it was either serena or venus i don't remember i'm terrible but oh yeah i know what you're talking about and i'm like what the fuck is it i was so into it i was thinking and i was expecting like something completely left field 
and I I guess I got something even further left field. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I it's not the same as it used to be, and it kind of it like it sucks. Like because I used to I used to not care about football at all or sports in general, and then right. like I just watched the commercials, and now they're just like eh, it's whatever. Like, which is sad. Eh. It's completely yeah. sad. But um, I do actually because this is something we touched on before, and it's a weird transition. But I figured I'd ask because of the fact that I I think over the weekend. Or maybe last week. I don't even necessarily know. Part of my ignorance. Um, Daytona. Didn't the Daytona just pass? Yeah, 500 was last weekend. Okay, so that's it was last weekend. Okay, I'm not crazy. So explain to me, and keep in mind, I know nothing. How did you get full-blown into NASCAR? How does that transition to you? Because we were talking off-stream again uh, about the iRacing. I'm very interested because of the fact that, for me, I see cars going in a loop, and I know. I know it's more than that, but I just never really quite got into it. So I I, I want to know where where your interests spark. Yeah, this is always I qualify like my interest started under two things. Mm-hmm. And I think I think one definitely had more of an impact than the other just because of timing and stuff. But um, I always tell this to people. So my grandfather, I, I, he died when I was three for context, mm. but he was a he was a local like he did a lot of things locally at home. He drove like. He was most infamous because he drove a dump truck. Like he was a blue collar worker. Gotcha. Um, but he was like a local shade t- tree mechanic. So like mm. he was a guy that like would fix stuff for like free or like nothing compared to like what lo- what of the local mechanic shops would do. Like, and he's just like a legend for that. Like I'll go around town at home and people be like, "Oh, are your your jeans grandson?" Like I remember he did this for me one oh. time. But he was big into motorsports. Uh, when I kind of like just grew up around that culture of like cars and car culture and stuff like that in general. So I'm a big car guy before I was even a motorsports fan. Um, but like the bigger catalyst in my life uh, came in 2006 with okay. the Pixar film cars. Oh no, that's uh, what did it. <laughs> that's what kicked off. That's what kicked off a catalyst. And you, and like, it's interesting. Cause like now, like as I've gotten older and I've been able to spread my wings socially, whether it's online or in person, mm-hmm. I'm seeing the, we're seeing the effects of that. Like all of my friends, nine times out of 10, the reason I got into the sport, like motorsports in general, was cars or car culture was cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, you So like for context right now as well, there's a gentleman in the in the truck series, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. It's like a lower tier series to okay. the NASCAR Cup Series. His name is Raja Karuf. He's a great kid. He's like 19, 20 years old. Shit. He's part, he didn't know it. He didn't race until he was in his early teens. The only reason he did was because of cars. Cars was a huge impact on his life. And so we're seeing like the kickoff of the cars generation become the current fans of motorsports. So that's kind of the two big things that really kicked it off. And I didn't really start following motorsports closely until about 2008 when I was able to have like access to all the channels that showed all the broadcasts. Right. And so from there on, like it just kind of been, I followed that and then I got into formula one and stuff like that. So see, that's interesting because of the fact that like I'm looking at it now. Right. And I'm just, I'm surprised I was able to spell his name accurately. I can barely spell my name. So that was just fucking surprising. I mean, mine's misspelled as we figured out. So, <laughs> but also, like, one, I didn't know there was like a lower sort of league. A lot of oh, there's ignorance. a lot. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I feel even ignorant just bringing it to just NASCAR rather than knowing that they're like, because I know F1 is a big thing. I kind of got into F1 a little bit, but like, I don't want to say got into. I enjoyed what I saw and I started mm-hmm. to see more of the competitive. Like, they go nuts. And I think because I played one of the F1 games, I kind of get a little bit more of the frustration that's there. 
because I play as if like the right trigger is just on or my foot's just on the a gas pedal. That is mm-hmm. not the approach. I've no. I I well when I told you I mentioned that I went to the NASCAR Hall of Fame and they had i racing there and I felt because because of my experience with F1 I was thinking okay so let me not just be aggressive because aggressive did not work for me and I ended up going to second place and I was very happy and proud of myself though that would never happen in real life so it's just interesting because knowing what I know at least the bits and pieces you're educating me so thank you but two um I didn't know that there was way more than how many leagues do you track then so okay if we just break it down into NASCAR there are technically four sanctioned well five if you really want to break it down so you have the nascar cup series which is the premier series of motorsports have the daytona 500 the top level of echelon of stock car racing in north america mm-hmm. you have the xfinity series which is like the b league okay second tier still a big league like they race like 33 weekends out of the year for context the cup series runs about 38 mm-hmm. um truck series uh tier below that so that's your c league okay. um essentially like guys that are younger like you have like this is where it kind of gets interesting because then you have the dynamic of guys that are just out here making a living like have done this like there are guys in the truck series that have ran the entire truck series existence since 1995 and then you have like 19 20 year olds coming in to try and make a name for themselves and so that's like the that's like the big three and then below that you have what's known as arca mm. uh arca was originally its own subsidiary and then it merged with nascar like two or three years ago nascar bought it out but it's still like under like the arca menard series um that's interesting in that like it's a similar vein to uh the truck series except like it's a lot lower cost a lot cheaper level entry uh, at the end of the day um and it's really interesting in that they do a lot of smaller stuff so like arca goes to a track near me called salem speedway in indiana okay nascar like cups trucks xfinity they don't go there like it's arca is like it's a short track super small rural town in america okay uh and then below that it kind of gets into a bit of a gray area so like that nascar has their like advanced auto parts weekly series which is like weekly tracks across the country will run different series and you can win a nascar championship through that so there's like hundreds of tracks that you can win a weekly series championship in um, and then you get into different subsidiaries. So there's NASCAR and there's ARCA and all that. Well, then there's the Cars Tour, which is like a totally different separate thing altogether, which is late model asphalt racing. Mm-hmm. And that's not even touching the dirt stuff. Like dirt's its own different breed as well that I don't even know that much about personally. So there's it's a wide net that racing casts in North America. So. Jeez. Okay. This is one of those things where it's right under my nose. Think about it. I mean, Charlotte's known for a big part of it um at least in terms of nascar from what i understand again i could be wrong but uh it's just one of those things where i hmm, i known some bits and pieces of it but like to think like i'm looking at raj raj is it just raj raja 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 and to see that there's somebody who is 20 i don't believe children i say children anyone born past 2000 is a real person (laughs) i i don't disagree with you on that uh for so for context uh there's a guy that runs Arca right now that I've helped cover a little bit as well. His name is Jesse Love. Okay. Jesse Love is like 19. No way. Um, yeah. There's a guy. So there's a touted prospect in the Toyota development camp named Williams Swalich. Mm-hmm. He's like 16. What? Yeah. These are like young guys. How now. is that legal? These are children. They they can't even buy alcohol. So the uh, let me double check on William. So the way it works is like 
Yeah, he's 16 years old, born 2006. That's messed 2006, up. 2006, dog. Come on. So, but like with him and his career uh, tracked right now, he's running like smaller tracks, smaller sized events, smaller sized venues. Right. So like you get a buy on that. But like for um, for instance, so there's a gentleman, Andres Perez de Lara. He is fighting full time for the ARCA championship this year. ARCA is a series I follow a bit more closely just from the freelance stuff that I do for another site. Okay. Um, he could not run Daytona because he is 17. He turns 18, I think, like in the next two weeks, and then he can run full time. But mm. like, because Daytona, so for context, Daytona is a two and a half mile racetrack. Like it's huge. It's massive compared to what some of the other ARCA series cars will run at. Like Salem Speedway that I just mentioned is like maybe a quarter mile or half mile. Excuse me. Okay. Um, Elko in um, where's Elko at? Elko is another track that they run at. That's like three eighths of a mile. They can run the shorter tracks if they're younger, but like you have to meet an age requirement to run the bigger tracks. So like Perez Delara couldn't run Daytona. He ran like a practice lap and got a participation point. And then they said, okay, you can't do the race, but it's stuff like that. It's such an interesting, and it's so it's hard to follow sometimes because sometimes they get like, because Arca is really weird too. in that you have, you have the main Arca Menard series, then you have Arca East and then Arca West. Oh, Arca East runs on the East coast. West runs on the West coast. So like, <laughs> and they, and then like both those series run super small tracks. Like no matter what mm. happens, like, I think the biggest track that Arca East runs at is maybe Bristol, which is half a mile. So it's nothing too intensive. And like you have guys that are like 16, 17 years old running those races all the time. So I I just can't. It's mind blowing. I know. Well, I just can't picture one. I can't picture being someone influenced from a Pixar movie to do anything. I mean that with no disrespect towards you. It's just very interesting to see that that's we're we're aging. Things are happening and the years are coming by. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? But also Mm -hmm. in tandem of that, like seeing how I know, like they do this with like other sports. I know I've had friends who talk about like football, not American football, but like proper soccer and, you know, kids like I say kids, but like 17, 18 year olds, some even 16 and change just starting and becoming Mm -hmm. like. I don't want to say superstars, but making their own lane and kind of getting their sort of recognition. And I guess there's no difference from like any any other sport, but it's just. Oh, yeah. Lack it's of it's terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying to think about in some ways because it's just I'm getting older. Uh, my friend, he does photography for Boston University or, or yeah, Boston BU. And uh, mm-hmm. they have like I'm a big hockey fan as well for context. And so the Flyers, right. my team, they've drafted a guy named Cutter Gautier. And he's like 17 years old and like probably going to play in the NHL next year, for God's sake, Jeez. and like get a major professional contract. And that blows my mind. Like that's something that I'm now thinking about, too. So I know, again, nothing of sports. My main sport has been ba- baseball, f- kind of football, because I played football for a little bit and uh, a little bit, a little bit of NHL. And that's only because of my significant other to which I'm like tempted to text her. I'm like, are we against the Flyers? Because obviously Rangers over here. Um, I give her shit, though, because she's initially from Long Island and Long Island. I'm oh, like, you, you gross. Well, believe it or not, I can deal with Long Island in comparison to like Staten Island. I lived in Staten Island for this a is couple what, this of years. Is, this is what everyone tells most of my boss, uh-huh. my manager, his name is Brian. He's. Uh-huh. He's a bit of a, I'll say this because he's never going to see this. He's a bit of a shithead. Uh, but I love him. <laughs> he's from Long Island as well, and he's a Rangers fan. Gotcha. So, like, we'll have this, like, back and forth at work and stuff like that. So, but he he said the same thing. He's like, yeah, man, I'm not from fucking Staten Island or whatever. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Brian, like, chill. Well, dude, I've lived there for some years, and a lot of it, it's just like it's its own separate entity. I know a lot of people, like, there's a lot of ignorant 
people within the five boroughs that will just say we don't claim because it's too far the fuck out, so on and so forth. But actually living there and it kind of experienced a bit of the culture, at least in where I was, it's a lot of a lot of good old racists over there looking at like, calling me brown. And I'm like, I am. Yes, I am Puerto Rican, but I'm not like brown. They like like the blind people who are just like saying, yeah, no, we should probably like take everyone and just make sure like, you know, they can't come over the border, especially. And I'm like, yo, they're looking at me and I'm like, why are you looking at me? I was born here. (laughs) Like (laughs) I was born four blocks down that way. Like seriously. So a lot of the experience that I had for Staten Island and just kind of seeing, especially with uh, kind of the opioids epidemic and a lot of people just getting high and doing us like you, we, I lived literally right down the street from uh, what was the boardwalk for the beach. And there, oh, wow. like you couldn't like for context before I lived there, the, cause at the time I was with my ex, she uh, like, this was, I'm thinking of hurricane Sandy and Sandy she lived like the water was approaching her home and she was fortunate enough where nothing impacted her like that. It's walking distance. It's yeah. nothing. Um, but I also know being under those boardwalks or seeing under like there's needles and sometimes you'll see some sketchy shit, especially in the evening. I'm like, yeah, nah, I'm not. I'm sure there's places like that in Long Island, but like I'd rather be assaulted by a raccoon than a drug addict under the yeah. fucking thing. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah, totally. But yeah, no, Long Island is that's. It's I'm not going to pretend I know the culture there. I just know from a fact that like it's it's a different ball game. So I, I respect it. But I also don't really know like uh, the beefs that they have or the rivalries in NHL. So like I know I have a friend who loves the Flyers, but that's because it's really born and raised. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it, it totally makes sense. Um, But I couldn't I couldn't tell you. I again, I play the NHL game and they're like, he's icing. And I'm like. What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know the rules here. I just and then eventually I was playing online and somebody's fighting me. I'm like, no one is explaining to me what's going on. And I'm here like very confused. And I want to know. It's hard. It's a hard sport. Like for me, it was hard to grasp at first, but I just would sit down and watch games. And like you learn the patterns of, oh, when a player does that, oh, that's an offside or oh, that's an icing. Or, you know, stuff like that. So a lot of it, just for me, I just sat down and watched and just, right. like, I went, like, because I've been a Flyers fan since 2010, so, like, 13 okay. years now. But, like, those first, like, four years or so, like, I would get the occasional TV broadcast, like, on the main channels. Right. And I would sit there in the living room of my parents' house listening to the radio broadcasts and, like, listening to, like, them call play-by-play and, like, learning, okay, like, this is what that is. They they do this. They do that. Stuff mm. like that. So a lot of it is, like, if you have the chance to go to a game and watch it regularly, you can pick up on kind of what's happening. So that's something that, I, again, I probably should have done, but knowing what I knew about the PNC, because they did have, uh, what you call, uh, I think it's the Canes. So Oh, I yeah, Carolina. I but I also... I don't know. So, like, I remember when they were uh, competing last year, I think it was or so, where they were competing Mm -hmm. to see if they can get to the, I guess, next bracket of the playoff or whatever ends up being. And again, there's a lot of ignorance on my map. And then all I see is everyone saying, oh, the games are playing dirty. And I'm like, are they? I don't know. Everyone's just being aggressive and I can't quite understand. And then keeping in mind, all these people who are playing in there are, I hate to say it, but effectively children. Like, they are young as fuck, and I don't quite understand it. And again, used to other sports where baseball, yeah, you'll get some youngins, but by the time they're in the league, like getting away from A all the way to MLB, they're, they're like in their 20s, mid-20s, and I can I, I can deal with that. Um, but no, when I was hearing like stats, 
while watching that and I was like, yeah, no, this 18 year old kid. I'm like, that man has more facial hair than me. How the yeah. hell is that an 18 year old kid? Doesn't it's make sense worst. to me. Oh, God. <sighs> Sorry. It's just... the worst. No, it's OK. I Because I feel the exact same. Like, I remember my freshman year, freshman to sophomore year of college. I can't remember when it was. The Flyers drafted two guys that were both born in 97, which uh, is the year I was born in. And I was kind of like, these guys are like making multi-million dollars now. And I'm right. here like eating Chick-fil-A in a cafeteria trying to get through college. Dude, let me tell you, when I went through college, because I, I feel old even talking to you. I was born in 94. Um, so I, when I, when, when I was in college, I remember, um, uh, actually context before going to college, I had dropped out unofficially. And with that, I did like three years of just working any other job under sun, anyone who would pay me at a decent rate, I'd, I'd be there. So I mm-hmm. went into college pretty much at the age where I could buy alcohol and shit. So like I'm here and I'm watching and I'm watching like all the sports like that they do, whether it be lacrosse, which I don't quite understand. I do, but I don't. Um, and then just watching basketball, like anything that they had, because we were a D1 or yeah, I think it's D1 league. I don't fucking know. I believe we were, though, for the NCAA. So I was like, OK, cool. Um, but I'm seeing these kids and I'm like even one of my friends who I, I went to college with, he went to end up he ended up playing for I don't want to say pace, but somewhere in like Indiana and won a championship. And I'm like, what the fuck? And mm-hmm. here I am thinking I'm like, this guy could be making like bank. He hit the buzzer beater at the championship game. Wow. And like he's a humble dude. He's he's great. Justin Harley, if you ever hear this, I love you, man. But like <laughs> crazy. And to think now he just kind of settled down and just like and now he has a kid and he has a wife and he's he was doing uh, I remember in college, like I don't want to say nurse practitioner, but something within the health field. So now to see everything kind of go and be a thing, I'm like, that's crazy. And then knowing he had friends who like are now in the league or like have switched to do something and they're making so on and so forth. And there I am being like, I'm already older than you. Y'all are making so much money. Like you could buy a home. You could buy me at this point. It's kind of fucking ridiculous. And uh, I just I just feel old. The more I think about like, I guess time doesn't stop. So it's just Mm -hmm. such a weird thing. But I don't want to live in the mind state of like Leonardo DiCaprio. I know that's controversial, but like (laughs) I can't live where I think I'm this age and I'm clearly not. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so um, just so we can be respectful of time because I don't. don't You're fine. Dude, you're fine. I love it. I'm all about it. I had questions that I had situated that I they're they're kind of generic, but um, I like tossing them around and seeing where where did I go? Am I losing my mind? I literally had it just here and now i'm losing it all all right so i'll just uh, i'll ask what the age again it's the age i'm starting it's starting to get worse for me Uh, um this is the easy one i'll just toss at you then what what one game or series would you because you've mentioned you're a gamer um would you say resonated the most with you or kind of just like has a soft spot in your heart Ooh. um and if you don't know you want to throw multiple knock yourself out i understand There are two that come to mind. Um, So I grew up, uh, my dad is an older gentleman. He's like 60 something now. Like he's in like, and I'm 25 for context. So like there's a big age gap, Mm -hmm. but um, he loved Westerns, grew up on Westerns, watching Gunsmoke, uh, Bonanza, uh, Rifleman, stuff like that. So Red Dead Redemption is one that like, when I first played the first one, it was like 2000. It was like way after it came out. It was like 2013 when I first played it. That's fair. Um, but I love that and I kind of love the series just because it's good storytelling and I like the characters that they have in that world and kind of just the 
the satire of it because I grew up with such like a prim and proper idea of Westerns and then seeing the satire be pulled apart in, <laughs> in those games is always fun. Um, but like when people ask me this, my always go to uh, favorite franchise Bioshock. Like that's the game that all, those are those those games specifically the first one and infinite. No one talks about the second one because it's bad. I never um, beat the second one. I love the first one. Good. Is it that it's bad? Yeah, it's not good. Um, it gets really weird. Like even like the even infinite and like the DLC for infinite doesn't even acknowledge it, which is hilarious to me. Like they're just like, yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Um, but the, that series, like I can remember playing infinite for the first time. Mm-hmm. And that was the like that was the first moment for me where I was like, games can be art. Because that because that game is art like I had to look up like I had to do like super deep research about the ending on it because I even I didn't understand it. Right. And then I like we started to learn more and understand it. And just like that whole world to me is just so cool and so pretty. Like I've been um, it's been like about a about a year ago now, actually. But Mm -hmm. I replayed the uh, game on PC um, Mm -hmm. with like my nice like 2K wide monitor. Okay, flex on them. A little bit, yeah. Um, but like, I went back and played it, and I was like, I just, I forgot how much I really loved that game, and the, mm. the story was so enticing, and the characters were so fun, and it's just such a great game. And like the first one, I, I need to go back and play that again. But I've been kind of touching up on some of the other stuff with it, like the series in general, like playing some of the DLC that I never got a chance to play. But mm-hmm. like, it's just, it's such a good game, and it's that's like the one game that I'll romanticize till the day I die because I just love it. So I have no judgment on that. I remember my jaw dropping when i don't know if it's a spoiler it's the game's old um it's like yeah it's forever it's, ago now. yeah but the would you kindly and i was like no mm. way and that hit me into such i think i played that like maybe a year after at least so i didn't really have a, it, i don't think it was something at least oh god when did the first bioshock release i want to say oh, it's not 2007 oh god i have to know this information to go first because if i don't want to sound silly and, and speak out of terms yeah 2007 let's go yeah, okay it's like a six or seven so i played it in 08 um i was in middle schoolish area and i i, I might have been a golden era for me because bioshock hit and when bioshock dropped and i actually played and, and got through it i really i was already in love with the aesthetic i was already mm-hmm. I, I cared for the plot um but to see where it went in that direction i was like oh oh wow and then kind of having infinite do the exact I don't want to say the exact same thing, but mm-hmm. have enough of a twist and turn that was there. And I was and I remember I had, like my colleagues or friends or peers, whatever you want to call them. They didn't really care for Infinite. Like they were comparing one to Infinite and some were stupid. And I, I say it with love. They love two, which whatever. I'm not going to knock you out. That's the reason why mm-hmm. I couldn't. I played two, but I couldn't really grasp at the same thing. But seeing how Infinite and like I replayed it when I had an opportunity to get it for PlayStation. I was like, this was so good, like mm-hmm. immensely good. I'm just thinking, I think 07 was just the year I was spoiled, though. I know Infinite and Drop in 07, but I'm thinking, oh, God, I want to say Assassin's Creed 2 is right around there. And it's, Yeah, it was somewhere in there. But I remember the story when that ended up being a thing and kind of like understanding what was going on and how like they kind of interweaved it. It was no, it was two years later. Um, I was just spoiled, though. I had that. I really enjoyed. I think. I don't remember if I played COD around there. I know I played COD, but I wasn't like those people who was just bananas over it. Um, yeah, I had I, my face in that, so I get it. I it's you know that's it's I'm not even going to touch it because we're going to get there later. But like it's just interesting to think around that era. I I don't I've seen again old man reminiscing at this point, looking at it, and I'm just like, yeah, it was a solid like th- five three to five year run where it was just games just came out and they were good like mm-hmm. back to back maybe i had different expectations keep in mind 2000 
2008. Oh, God. Mm, yeah, 2008, I was still in middle school or finishing up middle school. I eight. would have been going into middle school. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, different, different. That's what I mean why I feel old now because it only takes a couple years, especially in the, in the, the education system where it's just like you can feel like I have a friend. Literally, she is 22 now, I think, but I th- or 21, I forget. But uh, she has a home. She was previously married. She has one of those, uh, yeah, one of those marriages that came through from like, uh, God, military, where it's just like, oh, yeah. do all that other shit. And like, I draw the comparison and I'm like, damn, you're doing well. But I also look at it, I'm like, you don't, you don't remember, like, I hate to say it, but like, for me, it's a big moment for my life. Like, you don't remember Twin Towers dropping, do you? Like you, yeah. you, you don't remember like certain aspects and elements. So when I think of like, I think what a cars come out 2006, right? Yeah. I was six. So like if she was born in 2000, she was six. Yeah. That doesn't it's make true. sense to me. I same. It doesn't to me either. <laughs> like, um, I, so there's this, this coworker, he just graduated college. Like, and he's working at our station. Okay. Um, and I said he went, it was like last year. So there was a concert at Kroger field, which is like the university of Kentucky football field. Okay. Um, it was Chris Stapleton, um, a few other people, but Willie Nelson was there. Oh, lovely. Like, and if I, yeah. And if I say Willie Nelson, you know who Willie yeah, Nelson of is. Course. I said like, and he, like, I, we we're talking about the concert and he's like, who's Willie Nelson? I was like, how the fuck <laughs> do you not know who <laughs> Willie Nelson is? He's been around for like almost a hundred years now. Like, holy shit. Oh God. No, I can't. That I'm next time you go to your coworker, you say who, who, who's Betty White? Just, just ask. See what happens. He might not know that. That doesn't make sense. That does not compute. Like, you have to know some cultural things that were relevant years ago. Like, I didn't know everything about Sanford and Son, but I know it existed. Like, yeah. I didn't know about, like, er, like a lot of the Al Pacino movies, but, like, obviously, yeah. I know because it's, like, of Scarface and then so on and so forth. Like, <sighs> that's nuts. I, I'm, I think I'm going to shed a tear. Okay. <laughs> Understandable. It's ridiculous, and it just makes me feel old. Um, okay. So then I, I ask one more question because I want I want to wrap good? up this bad boy so we can get to our conversations. Cause if not, I feel like we're gonna be talking forever. <laughs> You're good. Um so with that being said, we asked about like the series that uh kind of ring a bell for you. But like if you had to say general like favorite character, like within gaming. Oh okay. so like for example, last time I spoke, uh and I'm recycling, sorry, podcast, but uh last time I spoke, I, I said what identified with me. Doesn't make any sense, but uh, Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot, for some reason, it, I grew up playing that, yeah. and it, it was that or Spiral, but because Crash didn't really have a personality for a lot of years, he was just goofy and fucking wonky and crazy, and being the goofball I am, I kind of resonated with that. That's that. I Did I know he was a Bandicoot? At young, I thought he was a fox. I thought he was eating peaches, not fucking whatever they're called. So I was just yeah. <laughs> dumb, but uh, yeah, no, if you have one, I, and if you went Arthur, I wouldn't be mad. Not Arthur. Oh, God. Oh God! What's the first one? He's it. Oh God! I forgot. John Mor- is John is it John? John Marston's in Red Dead. Marston, yeah. there in it Red is. Red Dead One. You play as John Marston. I, I never beat one. Don't hate me. I never beat two either. You I know ne- how it ends, at least. No, I know that there's a TLC. <laughs> I own both of them. <laughs> Don't give me that face. Wow, okay. it's a long ass game too. At least, they're, yeah, they're both long games. Like you have to, especially too. You really have to. I spent like a week between jobs, like playing that because I just had downtime. I just yeah. would mainline that stuff. So I get that. Um, this is a good question because I've never really thought about it. But if I had like the first thing that came to my mind, um, and this is gonna be really obscure. That's okay. Uh, and it's not a game I've even mentioned. Um, so like one of my like 
I, I really am a firm believer and now ever since Bioshock, the games can be art and stuff like that. Absolutely. And I've, and I've recently, as I've gotten older, gotten more into like art in general and like studying it and researching and appreciating what it is. Um, but when you say character, the first thing that comes to my mind is Thomas from Thomas was alone. Thomas from Thomas was alone. This is so Thomas was alone is a very abstract and obscure game. So it's a game that just involves shapes and puzzles. Right. But I've definitely it, seen it, this on Steam before. It's a great narrative about like loneliness and trying to find your place in the world and trying to find friends and community um, just through puzzles and stuff and the narration that it is. But like it's it's such an like someone who is going through that at 25 years old in some ways of um, not only just trying to find your place, but also going through the mental health crisis of being alone and being an individual that is alone at times like that is a character that I like relate to in some ways. And it's just a, it's a red block. I was like, oh, you're just, a cube. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's just such a great narrative. And it's a character that like is created so well. And it's such an artistic game just through a few different polygons and shapes and a narrator talking about these characters. So that's okay. probably my go-to answer. See, adding that there was a narrator is really key because in my head, I'm, I'm just looking at the steam page. Yeah. If you just look at steam page, it gives you nothing. Well, that's what I'm saying. So here I am looking and it's just like rectangles guiding through obstacles. Where, yeah. where, where is it? And I'm scared. I don't want to scroll through and see the reviews. But not, I mean, it's something that's always been on like the radar, but I've never really touched because I was thinking mm -hmm. this is going to be one of those games that I'm going to play in like an hour and be done. You know, what yeah, I mean? which is fair. I didn't know there was that it was that deep, though, that, that I, I'm a big fan of um, kind of bringing stories to light. Um, mm -hmm. I think like most recently, I just watched the Puss in Boots movie, which is not something I expected one to watch because, you know, I love Shrek. Don't get me wrong. But like, I never thought I thought it was a different demographic. And watching that film and how they handle like legacy, how they handle death, how they hang handle anxiety and almost like levels of like, I don't want to say fear and depression, but it's almost the same. Like it touches on of a lot of the adult themes in such a magnificent way. Like I would literally buy that movie on Blu-ray outside of just a rental. Like I would add that to a collection because yeah. of how well done it was. And like, have you seen it? I have not seen it, but I, I relate as someone who like enjoys similar like medium styles. So you probably have heard of at least the show and maybe have watched it. But recently I have been going through Bluey. Oh yeah. I love Bluey. I, I love Bluey. I'm too old and to be watching it, but I love it. I mean, same. I'm 25 years old and I live alone for God's sake and have no kids and no prospect of kids anytime soon. But like Bluey has just become something that I have fallen in love with because of just how they handle and deal with such big and steep and incredible topics from a kid's not only kids perspective, but an adult's perspective. Right. And it's just such a very it's such a similar like vein of how like they handle these topics. So like I I'm all for stuff like that. And, and it's a thing of like animation and cartoons like that tends to get taken into like a, a kid's vein, especially nowadays. But like there are like things out there for adults that like have such great and deep and impactful things to say as well that can be also meant for kids or a younger audience or completely out of the blue. So I love how your your interpretation is a little more open in mine. Mine, I just feel like I watch it and maybe it's because we're in different stages of life because like for a while now and I, and I don't mean to be vulnerable, but I don't really care at this point for a lot of my like youth or even like growing from 20s and forward, a lot of it was not being lonely because of the fact that like I was stuck with my parents for a lot of it because my parents are older and honestly living in New York, I just wasn't handed a bone. Like I was doing what I could, but I couldn't really afford to be on my own. It just was not an option. 
And in addition, kind of like in the sense of like, I kept myself in my own space for a while that like, I don't know, it's a sense of loneliness without being full blown. Like, yeah, there's presents that are around there, but I kept myself in such a, a hard bubble and it fucked with me a lot, like heavily. I think I was depressed nine times out of 10. And it was crazy because of the fact that like a lot of what I wanted to do or how like I was trying to illustrate because I felt like throughout my life and this I don't are you an only child do you have uh, siblings an older sibling but oh, it's you mentioned about one. two years okay so. so then maybe you don't you mentioned your sister I'm dumb sorry but like it's okay um I'm thinking more so because I grew up with uh I'm the only boy and I have three sisters um no I have four I'm lying two or half sisters <laughs> sorry Jess but point being is that when in comparing to everyone else I felt like the fuck up because I wasn't doing what I could. I was still with my parents. Everyone kind of did their own thing. One of my sisters moved to or like Orlando. The other one or was she went to like Ithaca and Columbia. She she was I was the fucking fuck up. That's the best way to describe it. Yeah, I, I get that. So, OK, so I'm not alone in that vein. Um, no, 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 no. I like so for context, like we talked about a little bit, like I really started to get in like the your Internet presence in around 2020. Uh-huh. Um in the span of 2020 to 2023, I worked like 13 jobs. I understand. That. I was almost homeless for a little bit. I like like I moved home for a little bit due to the pandemic. Like I w- and meanwhile, my sister is working the same job, like doing well for herself. And it's like, I'm the fuck up. Like I, yeah. I fucking like I just don't know what I'm doing. And I'm kind of wandering around aimlessly, like trying to find something fun. So I get it. It's, it's a level of pressure. That I think I don't want to say society puts on us because to a degree, like I don't think societal norms are even full blown norms anymore. Uh, but like, you know, you put it on yourself and there you are thinking I, I, I resonate with that so much, Ben. You don't even know, dude, because like I, I mentioned for those three years that I, I didn't go to college, I worked at Chase. I worked at Macy's. I worked as a freaking almost a librarian at this point. I was doing freelance gigs, so on and so forth. Like a lot of what I was doing, even prior to the escapist was just like anything i did voiceovers like and i could barely speak as is you will listen to this come back and then you're like why he he can't even form a proper structure of a sentence (laughs) and english is his first language uh but even then like there was just a lot of um a lot of times just trying to make things happen and then i was fortunate enough where like i had my parents that were like we're not worried just do what you have to do uh but also in the same vein like i felt levels of just like I don't want to say levels more waves of like feeling empty and feeling like even in a room full of a million people and in, in as a populated area as new york city i felt alone and it was so kind of wacky and i guess it's weird because i'm thinking about it and i it does make sense with bluey kind of how they handle some of the themes that are there and sometimes i'm embarrassed to admit it but sometimes i actually just don't give a fuck and i'm just like yeah no i need this wholesome concert because like i see people like the dad and i'm like i want to strive to be like that or like yeah. I see how the mom is 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 willing to embrace different things, whether she agrees with it or not, or also just trying to make sure that, you know, I don't want to say her kin, but like everyone's taken care of in the best way that they can. And I'm just like, now I'm getting teary eyed because, you know, it's 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 easier said than done. And then just kind of seeing it through the lens of Louie or Bingo and then and, and the team. It's just like, fuck, why does this resonate with me so much? I and I. I've definitely cried at the show. It's 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 but it's also something like I don't know. It, it I'm becoming that kind of like because we have a, a pit bull here, mixed breed that she whenever we leave, she's a high ang- energy, but high anxious dog. We'll leave and we'll just play Bluey and she'll calm down. 
and she'll just be in her bed. And it's just, I, <laughs> we literally have Disney plus just for that. It's kind of ridiculous, but I love that though. Oh, it's, dude, it, it's, it's great. Um, but also I do recommend if you can, uh, to get an opportunity to watch Bush and Boots, I think you would really, especially art. The art style is not like I expected full blown what you would get from DreamWorks animations from the Shrek series. Mm-hmm. And in ways when there's so much shit that's happening on screen, it's kind of reminiscent to into the Spider-Verse. Okay. I've seen some like screenshots from the stuff. I know the animation style is like totally different. I'm like, okay, like I can I can get behind this. So it's it's I didn't you have more in, intel than I did. I went in blind. I was just like, I remember seeing people on Twitter talk about it. And the one scene that I saw was just where Puss was showing his anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I won't spoil it, but a lot happened in that. Well, not a lot happened in that scene. There's just so many elements of that level of anxiety just amplifying and trying to kind of route yourself back into not reality, but like to a calm, normative state. And just the way they handle it, it's just fuck. I wish I could say. Mm-hmm. I wish I could say. But, yeah, no, I highly recommend that movie. I don't know why I'm going on a tangent. <laughs> It's okay. I'll, I'll it's added to the list now. And I'll gladly find a way to check it out. So, <laughs> okay, okay. So I, it's good. I'm gonna use this as a time to transition to our topics because we are approaching an hour. We'll use this time to transition right around. Uh, I don't know. Maybe here. Perfect. And we're here to talk about games in this section because we got deep. We had a little bit of a therapy session there. We did. <laughs> AKA just me <laughs> melting out like, oh, I have anxiety. Um, <laughs> but no. Um, so one of the topics that I sent through the rundown was I find that I found this interesting and I, I was late to the game, but finding out that Microsoft has a 10 year contract to bring Xbox games to Nintendo consoles. Um, so here's a little spiels I, I kind of wrote down before. Um, so Microsoft has in signed a 10-year agreement with Nintendo to bring Xbox games, including Activision titles like Call of Duty to Nintendo consoles simultaneously with the release on Xbox. Nothing different from their strategy now. Uh, mm-hmm. Microsoft's president and vice chairman Brad Smith announced that the binding agreement on Twitter um, promising full feature mm-hmm. and content parity. I, 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 did, I don't know if I said that word right. <laughs> You did. It's just like uh, we're just throwing in adjectives now on it's, these pressers. It's fucking big words that they're using here. It's proof that New York did not treat me well with education. Um, but the statement from Microsoft and Nintendo also suggests a commitment to providing a long-term access, a, ax, a long-term equal access to Call of Duty on other gaming platforms. The deal has been signed in negotiating a, a go- The deal has been. Edit that out. <laughs> the deal has been signed and negotiated, according to Smith signaling a more formal agreement between two companies. The acquisition of Activision Blizzard by Microsoft has been viewed by some as anti-competitive and regulatory bodies have attempted to block the acquisition. The future of multi-platform titles from ActaBliz, that's a term, um, is uncertain. And Sony has called Call of Duty essential for the industry. Uh, And I threw a little tidbit that the last Call of Duty that was released on the Nintendo console was back in 2013. Um, Ben. What are your thoughts of this news? Does this, I whether you're a Call of Duty kid or not, or whether you had some experience, what's your? Do you think this approach is good? Is it bad? Is it trying to save face? What What are your thoughts here? It's interesting. Um, this kind of just continues the the train that Microsoft's been on of like making deals in the industry, whether it's buying companies like how they are partnered with Bethesda now or 
you know, stuff like that. Um, I think it's a good move. I think it's a, I think it's, um, it shows that like, while we're competitors, we still want to work together to kind of get gaming out there to people in a lot of ways. Um, Nintendo is the interesting part to me because they're always really weird about all their stuff. So the fact like I find it interesting that they're still just like, yeah, we're only going to let Xbox come to us. We're not going to go and put our games out there um, because they're so protective of their IPs at the end of the day, which is totally fine. Mm -hmm. Um, That that doesn't surprise me per se. Um, The whole Activision stuff is interesting because like that's just is such a weird like I like I forget that like it's just such a weird dynamic with them. <laughs> um, I think just I think it'll, I think it's going to struggle at first. I don't think it's going to be like a successful launch in some ways, but like okay. I, I think it'll be fine. I think Microsoft is someone that they have the amount of money that they can dump into this because they can because they're Microsoft. Um, that they'll be fine at the end of the day. Uh, I'll be interested to see kind of what this means for the switch moving forward because um, it because this is what a 10 year deal so like it sounds like we're probably going to be invested nintendo's going to invest in the switch for at least another 10 years i would argue right or try to um i could see upgrades to switches coming maybe more powerful stuff down the line um so yeah i think it's a good move all the way around i think it's a nice little like gesture for microsoft to do so it's interesting because initially when i saw 10 years well first and foremost i even wrote it will god even run on the switch realistically yeah, I listen, I've heard that COD can not run on the Steam Deck. I don't know if that's how true that is. This is like uh, yeah. passive. Someone correct me if anything. Um, But with that bit of information and knowing damn well that the, the freaking Steam Deck runs way more efficiently than the Switch does with way more customability. Mm-hmm. It's 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 an interesting kind of tidbit because in my head, I'm just thinking, well, one, how is it going to run Two, like, where did this come from? For 10 years, Mm -hmm. like I understand the 10 years aspect definitely has to involve some sort of like updated switch. And I'm I'm not referring to just OLED. I mean, like in hardware and actual. Yeah. And I I don't necessarily know when that's going to happen. I context. I have had and I've said this before a switch. I've had to switch four different times, sold them each time. Yeah, I know. Everyone makes that face. It's the exact same shit. The face is disgusting. Like, what happened? A lot I'm of the time. Like, oh, yeah, what happened? Well, a lot of the times it ended up being where I I was one of those kids where I, when I was young and I I think I just bitter from terrible decisions. Like I would when I was done with the game back in the day, I'd just go to GameStop and sell it or EB Games, whatever it was available. Yeah. Um, and EB there was games. <laughs> what a throwback. EB Games. I used to love KB Toys, too, which used to be oh, a solid one. Yeah, I've, heard I, of them. I've never really full blown used them, um, but I was more of a Toys R Us kid. I don't know if that makes me bougie. Anyway, <laughs> um, point being is that uh, I'm thinking of that. And in my mind, I'm just kind of like, I don't, don't want to say conflicted, but like I'm just stuck with the idea like this approach to have it on the switch like for 10 years m- means that they're trying to future proof it. That's the only thing I yeah. can think of. Um, because it wouldn't be like a, a five. That's too that's too short of a deal. But also a lot of it boils down to kind of I think of this as just like, all right, we've had so many legal disputes with trying to get this merger that's done or this acquisition rather. Um, and Sony is just saying no left and right. And in my head, like and keep in mind, like I can't talk shit of Nintendo. I'm surprised Nintendo had a game with Yubi. You know what I mean? That's something that's still to my head. I can't wrap my I can't wrap around it. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then to think we're going to do this for like we're doing this as a show of good faith. But it also kind of feels like they're just trying to I don't want to say retaliate, but like, all right, 
well, we have to do something to show that we're not anti-competitive. Mm-hmm. And we also have to show some sort of like steps. And I don't think Microsoft and Nintendo has ever had um, any sort of bad blood in terms of relationships, at least externally. Um, because I, I think of like when they do like the collaborations with like Minecraft or even when they had Minecraft characters that were in Smash Bros. I don't really have a lot of experience, so I can't say. Uh, okay. But I, I also feel like this this move, I don't, it's hard to say, but is it a scapegoat? Is it something to kind of just get the heat off of them? I mm-hmm. I don't I don't necessarily know. It's weird because like like and I, I I said this once back in high school starting this conversation made me think about this. I said at one point in time Microsoft should just buy Nintendo and make it a subsidiary, but continue it as its own like entity in some ways. And now fast forward thirteen years or however long it's been since I said that mm-hmm. we now live in a world where they own Bethesda. They're like have a big stake in Activision, and now they're dealing with Nintendo directly. Like. It's crazy to think that we now live in this world where they're like not monopolizing, but like we're like teetering on a fence a little bit in some right. ways. And it's kind of scary. Um, So like it's it's just it's very interesting of them to do it. And I I think it's like interesting that the Microsoft labels on this and not the Xbox label in some ways like Microsoft is doing this, not right. Xbox specifically. So um, it's just it's weird. It's very strange. Part of me now wonders also will flight simulator run on the switch. Oh, God. A lot of people I've seen on on social have been saying that uh, something about like basically utilizing a combination of what would be on the actual cartridge and cloud. And in my head, I'm like, I don't know if that's accurate. It's just people just kind of rumors, you know, that spurs around. But like, yeah, even if it was just full blown cloud, how? And they've also like I didn't even add this earlier, but I just found about this like, excuse me, I just found out about this not that long ago, uh, like probably maybe the five minutes before we got on the podcast uh, to record that they've also done a deal with NVIDIA and they're doing it for their GeForce Now system. So in my head, I'm like, that's a fucking win. If you have a shitty computer or a Mac or something along those lines, I don't know if it runs on Mac, but like something along those lines where you just need like a laptop and you don't really have to focus too much. You just need a decent internet connection and having that option. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you need the membership to play it at a proper frame rate or rather uh, resolution. But in my head, I'm like, all of these things, like they come across as just like good guy Microsoft. And I don't know, because now you mention it and I'm like, it's not a monopoly. Ogopoly, they have some weird words for this one where they just run everything. And then I'm like, do we run into a Disney situation? And like, I listen, I'm a sucker for a lot of the IPs under the, the good old mouse. But I'm also aware, like, and I know some people hate it, but like. I don't think Star Wars really flourished under Disney at all. I love the Mandalorian. Don't get me wrong. I love the fact that they were able to add different sort of stories and and even like having a different set of direction. Because honestly, I I was waiting for as soon as Disney picked it up. I thought they were going to be done with the the Skywalker. I'm just like, I'm over it. Like we've had our chapter. We're done. And I don't know. It's it's not exactly the best option. Um, Hold on. So this brings like a whole different subset of ideas in my mind. Like I'm wondering, I just don't understand why Sony won't play ball. I don't either at this point. Like it's, I, I, I get that they're protective over their stuff maybe, but like, it's like, it's going to be better in the long run of everything in society to just accept the fact that, Hey, like if we play, if we, if we play ball, we're going to be all right. Like we're going to be like, they're going to be fine either way. Well, I mean, Nintendo's waiting ball and and you know how 
restrictive Nintendo is with everything. I mean, everything. did they not? They had the situation with people streaming the game, claiming that they're not getting cuts of whatever their content. They also had a lot of concerns with. Um, I think they did like Smash Bros. I'm not heavily into it, but like Smash Bros. tournaments, and they were like, "We can't have it like officially licensed and so on and so forth yeah. without us getting a cut." And I'm like, you know how many like tournaments people would run? It's their religion, man. It's, like they do that for fun. It's so funny because I when I met my girlfriend, she had an I don't know, the OG Xbox like just run and she had it from college. And I'm like, oh, shit, she has an Xbox. I can play like Halo Combat Evolved if I if I get a copy and I go and I launch it for the first time. I'm like, do you mind? She's like, eh, no, it's fine. Uh, she doesn't even mention it to me. She's like, I launch it. I'm like, why is Super Smash Bros here? She goes, oh, yeah, my friends in college, they they gave it to me and we played Smash Bros like fairly often on the 64. And I'm like. So you had an emulated Xbox. It was like the coolest thing I've seen in a while. Nice. I didn't even know it was something that could be done. Keep in mind. Yeah, it's not like legal, I think, also. But like, uh, it's, it's not full blown surprising. I mean, if she goes to jail, she goes to jail. <laughs> no, it's, uh, that's fair. No, Straight to jail. <laughs> right to jail. You try to play <laughs> in any of the console? Jail. Uh, jail. <laughs> I just it's funny that you mentioned that meme, too, because I literally sent it to my boss. He was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, how do you not know where this is from? And I think this is this might be payback because he he recently did sent me or not sent me when we were in a meeting. He made a reference to Arrested Development and I have watched clips right over. My never, head. Yeah, same right over there. Um, But yeah, no, I, it's so interesting coming across this because I, I can't tell overall if this any of this is good or bad. I feel like I'm very much ignorant and I'm trying mm-hmm. to kind of maneuver through it because of the fact that realistically, I look at it from a consumer standpoint because duh i am even as a dev, as a somewhat developer like sure but like i i'm gonna identify with that first and foremost and i can't quite understand where this is an l for anyone outside of i guess playstation but like i also i've said this before and i i, I have friends who work at uh like activision i have no shame telling this i love them to death but uh if call of duty dies tomorrow that's okay we've yeah. had enough there's only so much you can bang bang shoot shoot grenade oh god curse and then so on and so forth yeah exactly i just like mm. i haven't played a call of duty since uh uh since 2020 when warzone launched okay and i played multiplayer and warzone on that but like the last one i ever cared about was probably blops three maybe blops. And I I, that. i've never heard someone say the acronym like that <laughs> oh yeah man blops. we just call them just blops it man uh we played Blobs 3 when I was a sophomore in college and like love that. But like, yeah, if it like tomorrow we found out that Activision was like, we're never like it dies today. Warzone dies today. I'd be like, yeah, OK, I'm fine. Like the world will be well, the world will continue to turn. So. Right, right. I Meanwhile, I'm like a child. And if I heard the exact same news, but like with Fortnite, it, I'd, I'd die. I'd, I'd be like all that money gone. Nothing to show for it. <laughs> I mean, it happens. It, it shouldn't like i mean i don't this is gonna be an embarrassing moment to admit i dumped like fucking fifty dollars in a car town on facebook when oh, i was a kid that's fine it's Trump. gone now though listen let me explain something to you i had this conversation with a couple colleagues and they were saying uh like that they've spent a lot on just mobile games and i tried to ask them and they were like i plead the fifth and i'm like why why are you pleading the fifth he's like because i probably spent maybe like a quarter of my salary if you look at it in total and i'm like stop there's no fucking way i mean the, like 
Like if we're breaking down iRacing, I've probably spent at least 500 bucks on the game alone. And then my own gear and stuff is another. Wait, isn't the game like 10 bucks? What are you spending the money at? So the so it's a monthly subscription. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, so I so I racing is a month like you pay to be on the service. It's not a like you buy it once and you have it for life. Oh like, okay. It's nine or twelve bucks a month, but you can do like three month payment plans or whatever. Okay. And then you, you so when you buy that though, you get a base membership with like base things, and then you have to buy certain cars and tracks to race with them. It's a one time purchase wow. for those. Okay. So like um, and they give discounts too. So like it starts out like everything's 12 or like 15 bucks. But then like once you buy like 15 items, it gives you like a 10% discount and so on and so forth. And you get better discounts as the more you buy. Mm. So it's an incentive to buy more. But like I've probably spent like at least 400 bucks on the game alone, not counting Ooh. the sim rig and stuff. Capitalism. <laughs> it's great. It's the best thing that ever happened. Jesus Christ. I mean, I guess I can't talk my shit because, again, I've I wanted to I can't even say I bought Bruno Mars, but like I wanted to be random people that were in the game. And it's just stupid. Like, I've definitely spent money on a John Cena skin, which, by the way, why the fuck does he follow you and not me? I'm going to cry. And I, he did it one day randomly and I got really confused and it's just weird. Um, <laughs> he can see you, but you can't see him. I don't understand. I don't either. I don't either. It's such a weird like like. Those are my two biggest flexes on Twitter. Is it John Cena and McGruff, the crime doc? No way. McGruff follows you. McGruff wow. follows me. On I, I think. Hold on. Let me double check. Um, wow. he's, he used to. For let's see. I feel like he, we yeah, need to. Me. Okay. So uh, can you explain? Because there's going to be kids who don't know who McGruff is because we're old. <laughs> oh, Who's McGruff? He's just like this like caricature cartoon caricature thing, like a dog that like teaches you how to fight crime or like how to be responsible for crime. And it's not even like a, you know, go out and like stop crime thing. It's just like a hey, be safe when you're walking around your neighborhood at night or look out for these bad people or here's how you report a drug deal and stuff like that. So I find it such a, interesting. A bloodhound telling me about drug deals. You yeah. calm down. <laughs> exactly it's was, such a strange like thing and it's not it's just such even weird it's even weird now because it's like he's trying to be hip and cool like this tweet that i'm looking at right now uh walking safety tips uh put your phone away uh face traffic like it's just stuff like that like it's it's simple stuff but I, it's just so interesting i'm not gonna lie that's it's i know that sounds dumb but that's actually really genius because i mean if you live in cities or like major metropolitans you're i was true when i was young like probably 16 17 i will never forget this moment and i don't know why i'm going down this rabbit hole but because you mentioned McGriff, uh, mcgruff talking about putting your phone away so i was walking to what was at i think at the time my girlfriend's uh ex-girlfriend now but like apartment and she her kids was, was her parents place whatever but we go there and i remember walking and this was the time where i had like a sidekick not even not even a useful phone just the sidekick lx and somebody just came and tried to rob it directly off me. Like I lived in Bushwick, Brooklyn. So like it wasn't exactly that shocking. But in my head, again, I've when I was 13, I had a full blown mustache and beard. Like I couldn't avoid it. Right. I don't I don't have control over genetics. It just was what yeah. it was, you know, or is what it is. Um, and I remember just fighting for my phone, not even instinctively thinking this person may have a gun. This person may have a weapon. My first yeah. initial reaction is I'm going to take the phone that you're trying phone. to grab and smack it across your head. Not even worrying about the potential of the fucking phone itself. 
And I remember just going through that and hitting him and because I was defending myself and he fell over into traffic. He didn't get hit. There was that stop traffic, but like yeah. he fell over from the curb. And in my head, I'm like, where was McGruff when I needed this? I would have had yeah. my phone. In, and you, it was stupid because I was one of those kids where I, I again, my, I had those gummy headphones. That thing broke. So I just I was listening to music on my psychic. I was an open fucking target. And McGruff could have. I'm sorry, McGruff. I let you down, buddy. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I think he's OK. It's a caricature. This person. Oh, God. I can't. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. Hold on. This is, this is a really good question. This is totally uh-huh. unrelated. Um, no, it's not the Flyers. Is it the Flyer? No. Is it the Flyers that has the weird mascot? Gritty? Gritty. <laughs> yeah. You gotta get Gritty to follow you, dude. Our God. I, I don't understand what it is. And I love it. It's just unsettling. And I, I can't stop looking at him. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't know either. And it's hilarious because, like, I remember when Gritty was announced and, like, all, fly, like, all the Flyers fans were like, I don't we were all like, we don't know how we feel about this. But then it was everyone else in the media that started shitting on Gritty. And then you and we're like, him. no, fuck you. He's ours. Like we love him. He's our God. And then it just it divulged into this like we worship him now. And he like it came out swinging from the get go. And like I would die for Gritty. Like my goal is to meet Gritty in life. Uh, you got to get him to follow you. I don't know if he has a Twitter. That'd be great. He, he does have a Twitter. Oh, OK. So you got to um, pester him every day. <laughs> i will gladly do that i will gladly <laughs> at gritty every day to follow me it's just funny because I, I i gritty came to mind because i was recently watching uh god abbott elementary and that's based in philly uh i don't know if it's filmed there but uh they had an episode where gritty does his dance where he smacks the back of his waist or whatever and it just like oh, yeah. gyrating and i'm like i don't understand what's going on i need, I'm here I need to it. watch abbott elementary i've never seen anything on it it's i mean it depends if you like things like the office like like i don't want to say the office comedy because it's not even the office comedy but taking what's in parks and rec and taking that sort of uh Mm -hmm. even modern family sort of approach where the camera feels like it's live and the the writing's good the writing is Mm -hmm. is great um and even even then um i think the person who ends up seeing who ended up singing at the super bowl the lift every voice and sing was the actress that is in there and i'm like Mm -hmm. this was a win just overall and even though Philly lost, which breaks my heart because honestly, I wanted them to catch it. What was that? <laughs> I just I miss Philly. I, I wanted them to win it too. So I I I, I didn't. I wasn't watching football at all. I just was looking at it and I was like, the Eagles had a fucking season. Let's let's let them go on on top. That's that was just my logic. And this has nothing right. to do with Nintendo or Microsoft at all. But okay, you know, when you're speaking about the God gritty, what are you? What else are you supposed to do? In gritty we exactly. trust. In gritty we trust. We I would die for that man in a heartbeat or that creature, whatever the fuck it is. Whatever it is. We don't know, but we love it still nonetheless. So it's not associated with. I kind of. I wonder if gritty was ever on like Sesame Street. I know this is like ADH breed. This is a good person. question because I feel like that gritty needs to be on Sesame Street, but I also feel like he would give nightmares to little children. That's, so that's perfectly fine. We've had worse. We've had Elmo yell about rocks. It's fine. That's true. balsamic vinegar or whatever dude i literally just i don't know why i think on tiktok lizzo was on uh freaking sesame street and she gave she gave him balsamic vinegar and i'm like what the fuck is going on i saw that i was like (laughs) this is what we're doing in 2023 now so whatever i'm not mad at it i'm i it's the more i think about it the more i just go into a lizzo hole because i don't know why but literally like two weeks ago i think oh god i don't remember i was i was definitely drunk i was drunk and i was watching uh I guess uh, Seth Meyers does a late night thing where his his whole little shtick is that he drinks day drinks with mm-hmm. uh, celebrities. He was day drinking with Lizzo and Lizzo was on another level. 
and I couldn't quite comprehend it. And I was like, I want to be is one of those things where it's like, if I ever had a chance to meet Lizzo, I'd probably faint. <laughs> I know that sounds I mean, stupid. Same. I'd just be standing over. And that's terrible because for cons, I don't think I've ever I don't I've never mentioned this to you, but like back in like 2013 ish, I interned at uh, Hot 97, which is a hip hop station. And I was surrounded by people that I could not stand over like ridiculous. And I feel like if that was if that was in that uh, what you call like sort of room now, I, I would not be able to handle it. I, I would lose all professionalism. And it happens. It's it's terrible. But, you know, it's not terrible. Transitioning to our next topic. I'm terrible <laughs> at this. <laughs> it's OK. I think I might name this episode in Gritty. We trust Do you, Bruce. I love it. I'm all about it. <laughs> Our Lord and Savior, Gritty. <laughs> Put him on a dollar bill, baby. <laughs> yeah, you better than half the fuckers we have on money. So. Could have named most of them. And that's crazy. Um, more ignorance on my behalf, so it's just that. Uh, but no, let's let's talk about our final subject for today, which is Hogwarts Legacy. I know, I don't know if it's full-blown as controversial as it should be. There's bits and pieces. I digress. I'm going to go into where it's saying that it tops over 264 or six, 267 million hours played with fans' interests surpassing Fantastic Beasts, which honestly, I didn't think people gave a fuck about Fantastic Beasts realistically. That's a whole different girl. I don't know. I liked the first one and that was about it. So I, I, I'm going to hold on to the idea because we should bring it to, but here's the little spiel that I have situated for those. So it's already out. It's an RPG game. Obviously, it's stuck in the Harry Potter world. The game has had, what you call, has resulted in a high traffic on platform fandom, surpassing even the release of the second Fantastic Beast films, which I don't know how they track that, but here we are. The yeah. game has been seen significant player engagement with over 267 million hours played, 393 million plants down, potions brewed. We're, we're talking millions. 1.25 billion Dark Wizards. I like how they're extracting this information as if it's useful. Yeah, it's <laughs> like fucking random stats and shit that I'm like, okay, cool. What context? Well, I'm, to keep in mind, like, there's a lot of shit that you can do with it. Like, if you've, yeah. if you've played Grand Theft Auto V, it's that huge oversized map where you can get lost just kind of doing whatever you want and just dicking around and not worrying about anything. Like, my girlfriend who's been playing it, she's been literally just getting, like, unicorns and these other beasts and basically taking them to like a sanctum and like mm -hmm. yeah nope you get pet you get fed oh uh, yeah you we need more children we make they make baby versions of like okay they're breeding whatever not mad at it but warner bros sees hogwarts legacy as a long-term franchise and plans to release it on other platforms with xbox coming down xbox and playstation 4 coming soon i think switch gets the later port in like july or something along those lines Obviously, there's been a large debate with J.K. Rowling because uh, she's anti-trans or whatever is the term that they use, which, by the way, fuck J.K. Rowling. I said what I said. I don't care. Retweet. Uh, uh, <laughs> Rowling, they're saying that Rowling benefits from the game. Obviously, there's bits and pieces that she does, but it's leading to anxiety for those who are interested in potentially playing it. I mean, it's one of those things, me specifically, like I've been playing, I probably have 50 hours into it, and I just haven't been posting it on social. I, I, yeah. I, I want to, I just have too many people who are in my life who are just like this specifically affects them. I don't want to like kind of rub it in their face or give it where they're muting it. And then also like, it's not like I need an approval or anything like that, but like these people who I know are first and foremost, like I hate to say it, gamers. So they don't like, they're like, I'm not going to give you a pass for this. You play what you play. You love what you love. Just know that we can't do it to the same vein. But yeah, no, it's interesting because of the fact that they've announced avalanche studios or port key, whatever the combination of both mm -hmm. been saying that there's no DLC that's currently planned. 
but they are talking about and this was new that they just added it's not even on my uh sheet that they hbo is considering doing something with hogwarts legacy Mm. which to be fair i'm not mad full-blown at but also like i don't know how i feel about it so like first and foremost i don't know do you have any connections to the harry potter whatever universe it's cool if you don't I don't give a shit. I've never seen any of the movies or any of the books, but I grew up right. with a family that loved them. My sister and my mother loved them to death and loved the movies and loved the books. Um, it's interesting because this really starts to get into a debate of can you separate art from the artist and so on and so forth. Right. Um, which is always a hard conversation to have. Um, of course. And in kind of a metaphorical sense and something that I can make a bit more relatable to me, uh, there was a former YouTube channel that I loved Uh, It is now long since gone. Um, And a lot of the people that were on it uh, were found out to be bad people, not like in the same vein of JK Rowling, but like had done something to significant others, like had incidents and stuff like that. Um, But I can still, as a grown man at 25, I feel comfortable enough to go back and watch that content. Do I talk about like that content with my friends casually and show it to him now? No, because like it's aged poorly. Right. But like I can go back in that time frame and talk about it with those that I shared it with and enjoy it mm-hmm. for what it is. I think I think Hogwarts Legacy is cool for those fans that have wanted a Harry Potter game for so long. Right. And finally gotten a successful one, it seems. Um, I think it's cool for them to be able to live into that fantasy world. Uh fuck JK Rowling, though, Retweet. straight up like like she doesn't deserve a dime and i'm like didn't like wall street journal like write an article that was like defending her or something it was the new york shit? times that were just talking about it in which i i recently spoke to about this on a podcast i'm like of the mind of and i say this with love i know this is gonna sound crazy and rough out of context but um fuck around and find out it's very simple it's one of those yeah. things where it's just like there's a reason why Fox News doesn't get the support it does outside of people being crazy. It's mm-hmm. a reason why people pull from them as advertisers. And there's a reason why, like, people who have a platform, if they, it's the same reason why if you walked up to somebody and you just decided to call them a slur, whatever happens to you beyond that is your problem. I don't mean yeah. this specifically to you, Ben. I'm just saying if, I, if anyone does that, no, I get ha- it. you fuck around, you find out. And sometimes yeah. you kind of need. I hate to say you need it, but like, it's just the kind of the way it's going to work. So Mm -hmm. it's dumb the way I look at it, where people come from an approach where it's just like anything where it's just like the ego or pride becomes such a big machismo thing. And then they just like, you can't full blown have a conversation with anyone because they don't want to be wrong to which I'm like, I'm wrong. 99% of my life. That's okay. And I, the parts where I'm not wrong and during like my work, cool, cool, killing it. But like outside of that, I don't care. Uh, I'm not saying that for this specific situation, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, uh, for people who are coming across with the like, yeah, no, uh, y- if you buy this and you play this, like I'm, I'm looking it through the lens of like the eight year old who just watched a shit ton of it be- of Harry Potter films because of the fact that it was on USA during Thanksgiving. You know what I yeah. mean? And it was just like, they had nothing better to do. So like, yeah. I'm not going to, they don't know. They don't give a fuck who the art author is. I don't give a fuck about the author. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't grow up with HP. So like for me, it was just like, all right, cool. I, I, I watched the first two movies, didn't read the books. And then when I saw something that was cool and having my significant other who's been like heavily influenced by it and see she was excited for it, I was like, all right, I'll, 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 I'll buy it. And literally I said this, I haven't touched my PlayStation, my Xbox, nor my Switch in weeks because like I've just been focused on the computer. I've just been playing mm-hmm. and having a good time. Um, 
I'm one of those people who've played way too many, again, 50 hours that are into that bad boy. So like it's it's it is what it is. But my question then becomes like, how does this controversy impact or does it impact the performance at all or anyone's? I know it impacts POV, but it's one of those things where I grew up where I've learned that uh, no news is bad news. And I don't necessarily know if that's universal in this approach. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. It's it's interesting to it'll be interesting to see like when it does become a game that's on xbox and playstation and kind of see the numbers then as well um i don't it's so hard like it's so hard for like as someone who hasn't struggled with that form of uh hate and disgust towards me like it's so hard for me to even judge um i feel like i feel bad for those that do want to enjoy it but like feel like they can't because of what's what the stigma that's around the franchise now right um because i'm sure like there are people that want to play i want to enjoy it but just don't feel comfortable like you like you don't feel comfortable putting it on twitter because of or putting on social because of people that follow you and people that you talk to and work with and see in your life and stuff like that um i think no matter what happens the game will be successful i think this is a time where if i'm the creators and developers I would say, hey, yes, this is her world, but we're not using anything from her. Like, this is your time to really, like, cut away from it and be like, okay, like, let's try and make our own thing. Well, they've said that. Uh, The developers have have announced that, like, they've worked with none of it's with J.K. Rowling. It's in, like, a FAQ. Uh, The only connection is outside of the IP and working with her or not her team, but the team that's there. I don't know if it's her team, but it's not like it's directly associated, but like just making sure they're accurate in terms of shit that's going on. So like, for example, Mm -hmm. there's this thing. I don't know. Again, proof. I don't know HP where you play and you start and there's this big like explosion or something that happens. And this explosion that happens while you're in like this carousel or or, or, like, I don't know how to describe it, but um, someone's pretty much think of Red Dead Redemption when they're on like those, I don't know how to describe it where they're they're on top of like a chariot or some sort and they're kind of whipping the horse and stuff. They're flying though. So what happens is something occurs. I don't want to spoil for those who listened. And when something occurs, um, the equivalent of the horses that were basically leading the way, you don't see them throughout at all. When that thing happens, boom, they appear and they show out of nowhere. And then I didn't know. Someone had to explain it to me. It was like, those things are called thestrals. They you can only see them if you've experienced death or loss. And when they are scared, they're they become seen or whatever the case. I may be speaking out of term, but she was like, that was a nice tidbit that no one sort of kind of paid attention to. So it's things like that to make sure that it's still accurate within their world and making sure that it works. So it's not I don't think it's like, yeah, I know that because of the fact that she has the IP that's attached, obviously, she's making some sort of residuals or something along those lines. But like, I'm a firm believer that her work has made it beyond her. And mm-hmm. I think it's like, I'm not knocking anyone who's been playing it. I'm not knocking anyone who doesn't want to play it. I'm more so just knocking whoever's on the extreme side of both ends. And they're just like, if you do this, you're transphobic. Okay. I'm not going to play the game with you. Like, I'm just not going to go through the back and forth. If that's going to be how you feel, that's how you feel. Cause I know the people who matter in my life who are directly impacted by this, their approach yeah. is more so in the same vein of like, Hey, listen, I can go to I I like going to Chick-fil-A, but I'm also a gay transgendered person. Yeah. Am I still going to not go to Chick-fil-A? She's just for the most part. No, she's not. But like when she wants it, she'll get it. And I'm like, I'm not I'm not going to tell anyone how to live their life. My approach is kind of lead with love. And the thing here is that, like, 
I don't know if the controversy is going to negatively impact things long term because HBO Max now has an interest with it. I'm sure the internet will go in an uproar because the internet is the internet. I love slash hate yep. you guys. There's nothing I can do about that bad boy. Uh, <sighs> it's a beautiful and horrible thing at the same time. Oh, God. Especially when you go down Twitter dark holes. You don't want anything to do with that. But um, mm. my qu- I'll leave with this last question then. Do we think that and this may be limited because of the fact that you haven't utilized it, but do you think hearing that there's been like on steam, there's been like peak, almost 900,000 people, the highest thing I've ever seen on Twitch in terms of dropping. Do we think that it was just a fluke or does this warrant maybe something else? I mean, it could be the HBO, could be a DLC, could be anything else. What are your thoughts and concerns on, you know, I don't think it's necessarily a fluke because even with all of the things that JK Rowling has done, like this, the narrative and the world and the art that she's created has outlived her and will extend past her. I feel like, because like we like, we're like, we're not the same age, but we're basically from the same generation to mm-hmm. where that was a chunk of our childhood. Like we can, right. we can grow up and be like, Harry Potter was a thing in our lives. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it may not continue on for another 20 years. And we make it to a point where we just don't, touch that IP in general, put it on the shelf. But I don't think it's a fluke necessarily. I think, I mean, there's like what, three more fantastic beast movies in general that like are going to be made or something. I don't know. Or, they said they were going to reset the whole universe because it wasn't doing well. And I'm like, yeah, cause okay. the second one was ass and the third one was, or whatever they were. They've been asked since the first, anyway, um, <laughs> that's a whole, uh, they've just, they've been, the first one was great. The rest suck. Um, but like, I don't think it's necessarily a fluke. I think that there's still like, there's a lot of good people that want to be in this, in this world and in this art that unfortunately was created by a bad person. Right. But I think the fact that there were 900,000 people on Steam is a huge point to show that there is interest in this world still and that there always will be a home for it in some ways, if that makes sense. Yeah, that totally tracks. Um, I'm hoping, and I say this again with love, that just from a developer standpoint, they flourish because of the fact mm-hmm. that they haven't uh, Avalanche and Port Keys have had a lot of uh, different games that they've worked on, but none of them to this level. And to see that they're having a massive level of success and going through it. And some people are having like opposite opinions saying, well, they were already paid. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. Like the reason why studios flourish and consistently make is because of the fact that there's interest. And the fact that they were able to drop something in, in, in a world where there's so many different microtransactions and ways to get you with gotcha systems and even monthly subscriptions is just a lot. And I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, I, I, even though I'm working for Ubisoft, I don't feel like I'm the richest man. So I'm not going to pretend like, you know, the, the value of a dollar is not still there. It's still there. It 100% is mm-hmm. still there. So, you know, as we transition to an age where games are now $70 a pop, um, which fucking eh? and then you keep Mm -hmm. keep in mind that like this is something that the more I understand, like if people are offended by it and upset and they don't want to support it. okay. Uh, but for the people who have like I think of my significant other and I think of friends who like they're not like hyper obsessed over it, but like a part of them grew up seeing seeing themselves reflected in there. And I know that Mm -hmm. sucks for those who no longer I can't support, but it also doesn't mean like I I look at from the approach like just because someone else has directly impacted it. And I know, listen, I'm a a Hispanic youth. I've been told I've been called the N word. I've been called I've been called monkey. I've been called all these other things and I've been targeted in such a other way where people don't want me to live. And I'm also not saying like, yeah, 
deal with it. I'm trying to say I understand that. And the fact that there's frustration and, and stuck uh, pain that's around it, I, I can't mm. be mad at that. I can't be upset with it. But I also, in the same vein, don't want someone to lose. I don't want it to disappear entirely. Part of it's selfish, yeah. but majority is because of the fact that, like, realistically, as somebody has, who's seen and I, we've all had our childhoods, we all felt like we're fuck ups. We all felt like we, we didn't belong um, to lose that element and just kind of get away from it. I'd be a little heartbreaking. It, yeah, it, it wouldn't feel real, right, rather. But yeah, I fully understand that. Uh, I feel like every time I met this, is, I didn't want to bring Hogwarts Legacy back into a conversation. But okay. those numbers, when I see like all those fucking uh, like dark wizards, I'm like, yo, I've killed like. 300 of those to hear billions doesn't quite make sense doesn't add up yeah to it's okay. insane jesus christ but i think that's enough for this segment as we transition and wrap this bad boy up if i can hit stop <laughs> and just like that we are at the end uh, i hate it i don't like endings i don't work i don't do well with death even though this has nothing to do with it, but it's the death of an episode if I look at it like. <laughs> but thank you so much, Ben. I really appreciate your time. I know we've had a lot of great conversations and also just random hiccups that paused. Sorry about that. But uh, yeah, no, thank you so much for your time. Uh, let people know where they can follow you. Just, you know, I'll, I'll leave the floor to you just to give any outros and tags that you would like to promote. Oh, geez. This is always hard part. Um, I'm on Twitter. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm a little heathen. You can find me at at brbranscom43 that's uh, probably the most active that i am anymore on any social platform i have instagram that's the same ad if you want to follow me there uh the, i'm not i'm not really as much active as i am on there but twitter is the best place to find me um and that's about it like thank you will for letting me be a part of this this is cool we've Dude. talked about doing it for a while and i'm happy we finally got to be able to do it so i i didn't even have the good microphone i had the fucking shitty old blue i remember asking you about this sure uh first and i was like i i don't know if i could afford that i'm poor and yeah now i just looked at it as like oh, it's a tax write-off i'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> fair i don't know anything about this system but uh no thank you dude you're always welcome if you ever just wanted to chat or just play games or whatever you wanted to do you have me on discord i'm i'm always down to play always down to chat even if it just need to talk about bluey or just want to fucking vent it's all good my man so thank you so much i i really do appreciate your good soul my man and uh yeah i don't really have much to tag you know what just i'll leave with this message guys just keep approaching things with love i know that sounds stupid i know that sounds really aggressive or not aggressive inadvertently aggressive but like looking at our rundown a lot of it was i don't want to say combative but there's a lot of conflict and at the end of the day i'm just like dude if you're just trying to make the world better or you're trying to be a better person i think we can all universally say even whether we fundamentally agree disagree or agree or not like just approach with love and mm -hmm. that's all i got follow me at we'll see blogs and i will catch you guys on the next one whenever that may be <laughs>